Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, my fellow sovereigns, and welcome back to another episode of The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to be here with you today as we tap into our gut and into our intuition because, honestly, this has been one of the most valuable skill sets that I have been able to develop and cultivate over the years. I remember back when I was, when I was, I think I was like 20. 122 and I had just broken up with the person who I thought was like the love of my life the first of many things and I was devastated but at the same time while consciously I thought oh my gosh this person is the only one for me uh, at the same time I just had a gut instinct and knew that things were being done behind my back that I was not okay with. And in that space, it was a very powerful lesson that was ingrained in my body when it came to relationships. It took me a few times to learn the lesson, though, because I'll be honest, I'm a slow learner sometimes, (laughs) that I needed to trust my gut. My gut said something was off, something was funky, something didn't add up, and yet all my conscious brain, my conscious reasoning, and this was before I knew NLP, my conscious mind, that motorcycle is very irritating. I don't know if you hear it on the background of this audio, but I live next to a very noisy intersection, and it's quite noisy. I'm like, I am doing a podcast here. Rude. So... (laughs) So the big lesson was to trust myself because I remember when I was um, when I was with this guy, I had just started doing cranial sacral therapy and exp- not doing it as in I'm practicing it, but like receiving it. And as I was receiving cranial sacral therapy, I had one session and it was transformative that my body just kept screaming out like trust, like trust because I didn't trust my body to deliver me the right information. My subconscious mind knew something was up, knew something was off, knew something wasn't right. My body was like, nope, this is wrong. This is something's off. Something's not right. And yet my conscious logical brain of reason was like, no, 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 he's a good guy. He would never do this to me. It that blah blah blah, and all the conscious logic based reasons that we try to do that we try to use to convince ourselves that something is right when it in our gut and in our heart and in our soul feels wrong. And I think that right now is a very powerful time in human history to become very aware of what our gut is saying, especially when it defies the programming of the day. 
when it defies the plagiarized programming in whatever area. And it can be very, very challenging when you've wrapped your identity in a relationship or in a a circumstance or in a political party or any other label that you have attached yourself to. And what I mean by labels are the labels of, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a conservative, I'm a liberal, I'm a progressive, I'm his girlfriend, I'm his boyfriend, I'm his wife. Yes, you may be and you may have been, but that doesn't mean that your life needs to be defined by that label for the rest of your life. And what happens is when a label no longer fits who we are at our soul, especially when we've attached our identity to that label, that is when we start denying our gut, denying what it is that is is that we're feeling inside and saying, no, 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 but I'm this. No, 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 but he's this. No, 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 but it's this. And we argue for the conscious reasoning that may logically make sense. But your subconscious mind, which runs your body, which is why your body will have give you those little intuitive nudges, your subconscious mind knows and your subconscious mind is col- is connected to collective consciousness. That's why there are beautiful stories in the book uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy's The Power of the Subconscious Mind of people having experiences and just having this gut intuitive nudge to like leave this state or leave this uh leave this country or or leave this this area. And they follow it, and it turns out that, you know, that state or that country went to war the next year, the next, like, very shortly after they were, they felt that guidance and that pull to being moved. And that's why, like, that's one of the things that my gut said to stay in Australia and stay specifically in Queensland. And... Well, yes, there are some crazy things happening in other states in Australia. Queensland and where I live has been a real a, literally a beautiful dream. And it has been such a beautiful place and every time I check back in with my gut of like, okay, do we need to leave? Is it time to go? Is it time to make a new choice and make a new de- decision? Um Because I have not defined myself by where I live. I've not slapped a label on, no, this is where I live. This is where I'm going to live. Like that's, had I done that, then that I would have been stuck in Los Angeles living by the label, by defining it by the label that Los Angeles is my home. And is that ultimately true? Is that label that Los Angeles is my home just because I spent 30 plus years growing up there, is that ultimately true? No. Actually, what I found is that my home is wherever my boys are. That's that's my home. And my home is wherever I'm present in my body. And if I'm present in my body, then I'm home anywhere I go. And this planet, this planet that we are blessed to live on as human beings, this planet is a temporary situation. Like, we all incarnate, our souls come to life on this planet 
knowing that this is going to be a temporary life. No one gets out of it alive. <laughs> like, no one gets out of this life alive. So understanding that these labels that we slap on, they end up restricting us when they start to constrict our, our soul and they go against our gut and our intuition of what we're saying. No, I've, I've lived by this label and now maybe that label needs to change. That's what being open to growth and evolution is all about is that it's allowing yourself to evolve from the labels that are no longer aligned. Like for me, I had to evolve from the label of wife the first time because I had ran off with my uh, Navy man and gotten married in a lope two weeks before he deployed. And I had attached myself to that label of wife. And I'd also grown up attaching myself to the label that I would never become a divorced woman, like that that was not an option for me. And as I was in this relationship with my ex, I had to strip myself of the label that because it was no longer aligned with the form that I was currently living in. So the form that I had this label in was in this relationship with this person. And I had to strip myself of that label in order to have freedom and in order to be in an even better relationship in an even better partnership where yes again I do have the label of wife I do have that label and Spike and I our relationship is different because we allow for the exploration of constant evolution of constant growth of constant evolving and evolving together and that's our commitment to each other but when we start to doubt our what our gut is saying is no longer aligned for us because of a label that we've attached to, that's when we start to get into trouble. That's when we start to ignore our gut instincts that say, no, 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 this form in which I've been operating, maybe it's the form of a relationship or the form of a business or the form of a body that you've been in, like... Say, for example, your gut and your intuition is saying, stop the junk food. Stop the junk food. Like, please stop the junk food. We want a clean temple. And you're living by this label that you're, you're just a crappy eater. Like, that, that's a label in and of itself. It's like, oh, I, I, I just don't know how to eat. I don't know what to eat properly. That is, that is you living by a label, which is in essence a belief of identity that you don't know how to eat properly. And so you're choosing that label over choosing what your gut is saying to do. And it takes a lot of courage to lean into what your gut is saying to do, when it go, especially when it goes against your identity. If you've lived by the definition of I am fat for a long time and that that's just who you are, that that therein is a label of identity. If you've lived by the label that I'm unhealthy, the, therein is a label of identity. And eventually, that label may no longer be aligned with what your soul is trying to get you to evolve into. And so you got to strip yourself of that label, the label of being an unhealthy eater. I mean... I look back and I used to live by the label that I am a bulimic. 
I'm no longer a bulimic. My God, it's been years, years and years and years. But imagine if I still considered living by that label and didn't trust my gut to start exploring what else is possible, to being open and compassionately curious to possibility, to learning, to growth. Imagine if we all allowed ourselves to pause whenever we made a judgment of identity, whenever we slap a label on something, especially ourselves, or accept a label that maybe someone else has said about us as ourselves, and instead allowed ourselves to be and remain compassionately curious, to explore, to see if that label is still a fit, to see if that label is still something that we want to define ourselves as. And sometimes that label can be a definition of a perception that we believe that definition is to look like. So for example, the label of mother. Now, ideally, you're not going to drop the label of being a mom if you're a mom. (laughs) Like Ideally, you can't. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm not going to say you can't because I believe that anything is possible, but I am going to say that I, I wouldn't recommend it. And perhaps it's not that the label of mom is no longer a fit. It's maybe the perception or the subconscious mental picture that you have of what a mother is. So say, for example, you grew up in an abusive household and your mother was very verbally and maybe emotionally uh, abusive and and you felt very... Uh, ashamed of who you were because of who how you grew up and so your perception the label of mom comes with all these additional connotations and feelings of of being judged of shame of guilt for being who you are and in that space because of that then the label of how you have defined mom up until that point no longer serves you And so you need to redefine what it means to be a mother. And so you get to redefine it by listening into your intuition, listening into your gut as far as what what your soul is trying to say, hey, this is what a mom is. A mom, maybe your, your gut is saying, hey, take a breath before snapping at your kids. Hey, Seek out some additional resources. Find a support group or read some books that allow you to expand what this definition is. Maybe find some mentors who are mothers who you admire who are doing motherhood differently, who maybe are practicing conscious parenting. And thus you're able to shift what that label means for you. You're able to shift what that definition is because every single person is going to have a different internal representational system, a different internal representation of every single label. And it's our ego's desire to hold on to those labels in the form and with the internal representational system that we have. This is why people cling so desperately to the labels associated with their political party, associated with certain stances, 
because they form that label and then they get support around that label from the other people who also identify as that label. And then they flock together. And that's part of our amygdala's glorious workings of fight, flight, or flock. We're constantly looking for that label of who identifies with us, who is a mirror for us, who is in a similar, and actually, quite frankly, who is in a similar, who has similar fears as we do. So as you evolve, as you grow, as you transform, what happens is, is as you're stripping yourself of those labels, the flock that you have flocked with may no longer be flocking with you. And this is what's called fight, flight, freeze, or flock. And it is another biological wiring that we have that basically is that animals who have the same predatory fear, they have this not, they're scared of the same predators, they will flock together. Now, this uh, happens in business all the time. You see startup business owners, and I saw this a lot when I was first starting Crown Yourself, and you have startup business owners, and the main fear that if you get accountability partners that are in the same space as you, the main fear that they are flocking with is their own doubts about their, their ability to produce income. So that's the main fear that they're flocking together with. And so you're, you know, holding each other accountable to your commitments. And maybe some of you grow beyond that and some of you don't. And if you grow beyond that fear, because you, maybe you have had success, maybe you have had uh, an ability to see that you can produce income. So that doubt that you couldn't produce income, that fear that you couldn't produce income from what you're doing no longer is there, which means that you have to find a new flock which means that you up-level your flock. And this is where it gets scary because suddenly it can feel very isolating because suddenly you leave one flock going into the unknown to go find your next flock because the business owner who has found a trust within themselves that they can produce income out of nowhere, they're not going to have the same doubts and imposter syndromes. So then you find your new flock. So that means you're going into the unknown knowing that you now know what you didn't know before, knowing that you can produce income in your business and you're looking for that next flock. Well, what's that next flock? What are those new fears? Well, maybe it's sustainability. Maybe it's can you sustain bringing in income or can you build passive streams of income? And so you're looking for that next flock for what is that next fear that you have and who is that flock that has that similar fear? And we gravitate to those people. And we connect with those people. This is why if you're on a, a, a spiritual growth-minded journey, it can sometimes feel very isolating because you're bouncing from flock to flock as you're conquering fear after fear. So when I was defined by the label of being a Navy wife, I was with that flock. When I no longer define myself by that label... I transformed and had to find a new flock. And that's therein lies the awkward introduce yourself period of finding new friends. And it's not saying that you lose the people who were in the flock before, but you may no longer be flocking as often with them. I'll give you an example. Back when I first started uh, Crown Yourself, 
back when my business was making no money, I was hanging out with a really amazing group of writers. Every Friday we would meet and we would creatively write and we would just spark those ideas of, of creation and possibility through fiction writing. Now, most of these women were older. They were Gen Xers like my husband. And an interesting thing about the Gen X generation is for many of them, there is a level of jadedness, of cynicism um, about life. And it being around those women reflected where I was in my business. I was a bit jaded. I was blaming others, like my former business partner, for where I was in my life. I was having a bit of cynicism at myself, at the world, at whether, you know, things would work out if, you know, and I was I was quite pessimistic back then. And it was the first time in my life that I've ever really, really been pessimistic about the world and about career and about possibility. And it was before I was pregnant with Declan, but I was hanging out with this this group of women. And as I started to grow, once I found out I was pregnant with Declan and went off and got certified in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, started really changing my mindset, for some reason, consciously or unconsciously, things would come up that I wouldn't be able to make it to this group. I wouldn't be able to make it to the writing sessions. And it wasn't that I didn't want to see them. It wasn't that I wasn't friends with them. But because my mindset and because my soul was frankly being stripped of certain labels because I was doing so much mindset work, it was changing my flock. It was changing who I was flocking with. So I was seeking to find a new flock. And I remember when I was seven or eight months pregnant that's when I signed up for a new business coaching program where I knew I joined it because I needed, my, my gut said, you need community. And I needed a community around me to support me going from becoming, being a bit beginning business owner again and starting to bring in money in my business to being a mompreneur and needing my business to succeed where it was a non-negotiable. And that's not to say that everyone in this business coaching group were moms. In fact, a lot of them weren't, but some of them were. And I was able to bring my struggles and show up and get some coaching and guidance and support around growing my business. And it was the community that I joined for. And that was what was so powerful because I knew I needed a new flock. And it was because I listened to my gut. Now, I'm still friends with many of those women that I was in the writer's group with. I just don't hang out with them as often anymore. In fact, like maybe I see them like once a year. It's not to say that I'm not not friends with them. I am. I love them very much. We're just on a different path. We're just in different areas of growth. And that's where remaining compassionately curious allows you to grow and to continuously find that new flock. And you won't find that new flock unless you are listening to your gut and your intuition and and trusting that. Like, for example, I had to leave from flocking to my ex-husband to then allowing myself to leave that label, to go into the unknown, 
and find my new flock, my my spiky, and be able to cling to that and and grow with that flock and have that flock be committed on a foundation of continuous, never-ending Kaizen improvement. Like, that is one of Spike and my core values is Kaizen. And because of that, we grow together. Because of that, we desire to grow together. And so we will bring things up that and have the uncomfortable conversations when either his gut or my gut is saying, we need to have an uncomfortable conversation in order to grow so that we can both be on the same page in our growth. And that is our partnership commitment. That is, which is different than, oh, this is somebody I married 10, 20, 50 years ago who we still identify with who they were when we first married them versus who they really are and who, have, who they have become now. Because if you're on a path of growth and evolution, then you will not be the same person six months from now as you were a year ago. Um, you will are probably not the same version of you who you were 10 years ago. And if you're still holding onto the form of that's who you are, then that is where people get stuck and trapped into this identity that does not allow them to change. And you'll know if you're stuck in that space, if you're feeling the feelings of stuckness, if you're feeling like you can't get motivated to get past your own shit, it's probably because you're holding on to an old label of an identity of who you have been that's probably no longer aligned with who you are and where you want to go now and what you're looking to create now. So I encourage you, to look at all the labels and all the forms that you have identified with and that you are identifying as and question, are these ultimately true for who you are becoming now? Are these labels serving you? And are you willing to let go of that label? Like for me, I have let go of the label that I am a coffee drinker. I still drink coffee from time to time. But if I have multiple uh, cappuccinos in a week, I not only I struggle with my own system feels funky, but now Colton, because I'm the sole provider for his food, he gets a little bit more agitated through my breast milk. So that label of being a consummate, (laughs) dedicated, I would stand on my soapbox for a delicious cappuccino type of person, that label no longer serves me. So yeah, will I still have a cup of coffee from time to time? And by cup of coffee, because here in Australia, they say cup of coffee, but it really means a fancy latte. Uh, so yes, will I have my fancy lattes from time to time? You betcha. But I no longer am defined by the habit of consistently having a fancy latte every day and being a, a consummate consuming cappuccino drinker. And now I so much prefer my matcha green tea and I love that, how it makes me feel. So you'll know if a label is fitting you or not by how it makes you feel. 
So tune into your body. Feel into, does this label make me feel good? Does this label make me feel whole? Does this label make me feel like my fullest, most expressed version of myself, my most authentic version of myself? See, that's the beauty of the label of wife that I have now is that in the past, when I had it before with my ex, the label of wife meant something very different. It was a rigid form of who I was supposed to be and it wasn't allowed to grow and breathe. And now with Spike, the label of wife has been just set free in in it is a label that can be amorphous it can change it can shift it can dance it can be silly it can be weird it can go from broke as a joke to being to being the wife who also runs a successful business and if you have a label that you allow to grow and evolve with what your gut and your intuition is saying it wants to evolve into, then that is where the masculine and the feminine energy get to dance and play. The masculine gets the label and the structure of having a label around it. The feminine gets to play inside what that label is going to mean for her, what that label is going to mean for you, what that label of being a business owner or a wife or a mother is going to be. Like I said, sometimes the form or the internal subconscious representational system of what that label means for you needs to evolve and change. One of my favorite label reframes on a global construct is uh, from the movie, I think it's the Avengers or Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's Thor Ragnarok. Um, I'm a total Marvel nerd in that way. And... In Thor Ragnarok, uh, Thor, like Ragnarok is the destruction of Asgard and Thor is trying to prevent it. And he realizes that Asgard is not a place, it's a people. And that was very similar to the revelation that I had of the label of home. Home for me is not a place, it's a people. It's the people I surround myself with, who I love, my husband, my boys, Colton and Decky. That's my home. My mom, too, even though she's 8,000 miles away. That's my home. The people I surround myself with is home. The business I have feels like home. And that's what I've come to define that as. So look at the labels that you've been putting on. And are they, is the definition of that label still serving who you want to become, who you are becoming now. Look at who you've been flocking with. And does that flock need to evolve and change? I mean, we all know that we are a reflection of the five people we spend the most time with. The question is, do we like who we're becoming? And if we're not 100% in love with who we are right now, then look to who you're flocking with. Because I can definitely say, being with Spikey, man, I love who I am and who I, I have become 
through being his wife and being his partner for the past nine years. I love who I've become. And the beautiful thing is, is that I didn't expect to unpeel all the layers I'd had on all the plagiarized programming and conditioning of who I was in the vein of a relationship. Because in the past, my relationships were the places where I put on the plagiarized programming. And yet being in this beautiful, authentic relationship has been one where I have been able to strip back all of the pieces of plagiarized programming of who I thought I had to be, who I thought I should be, to be loved. And instead, I'm actually 100% loved for being 100% authentically me. And that is freedom. Because that love starts with myself. Loving every piece that is authentically me. So what are the labels that you are defining yourself as? Who is the flock that you are flocking with? And if you don't currently love yourself, then is look to the flock that you're hanging out with. Does the flock who you're hanging out with also not fully love themselves? Does the flock that you're hanging out with have some beliefs and ideas that no longer align with what your soul is begging you to evolve into, what your gut is saying, please, this is, this is not right. This, is, this goes against my heart space. Because that is when you can start leaning in and trusting your gut and have the courage to strip yourself of whatever labels are no longer serving you in becoming your highest magnificence, your most sovereign self. Tell me what you loved about this episode on the Instagrams. If you really love this episode, if you had a breakthrough and an aha, a realization, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at crown yourself now so that I can revel in your breakthroughs. I eat breakthroughs for breakfast like I love I love hearing when people experience transformation so if this podcast today brought about a bit of a transformation for you let me know as always my fellow sovereigns own your throne mind your business because your reign is now Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.